My grandfather had passed away recently. He was nearing his nineties and simply just passed on from old age. Before he passed, though, both of us talked for a while. The old man was a hunter and a woodsman. When he could, he'd bring me with him to go hunt, fish, or hike. I honestly miss those days when I was a kid. Just my granddad and I. We'd go out there for days at a time. It was a nice escape from the boring suburban life, and I was able to talk to him about any troubles I had as a teenager. Grandpa was always there for me, and I'll always cherish the time I had with him. After his funeral, I was given the deed to the land owned, including the old cabin where we would sleep between hunts. He specifically put me in his will that I get the land because I was the member of the family that appreciated it the most. Luckily for me, it was hunting season, so I decided that, that next weekend, I would take a trip up to the lake countries and go hunting for old time's sake. For the old man. The weekend came quick. After a half hour of packing, I hopped in my truck and drove north. It took about four hours and one break to reach the woods where the old cabin sat. The main road stopped miles beforehand, turning to gravel roads. After that, I reached the old dirt path, which was blocked with the cable and lock which stopped trespassers. Another twenty minutes of driving and I reached the cabin. The cabin sat in the center of a cleared out opening. It was pretty primitive to admit. It didn't have much when it came to modern day comfort. A simple generator for lights, gas for the small stove in the corner, and a sink and faucet. The back of the cabin held a set of bunk beds for four people at most could sleep overnight there in the small cabin. Between the bunk beds was the back door. Never really understood the point of that door. Actually, it was a small cabin to begin with. To the right of the front door was the kitchen, which held the small stove and sink. Above them were a few cabinets, and next to the sink was the chest freezer to hold any perishables. I dropped my bags on the table to the left of the front door and sat for a little while, just taking in the familiar yet unfamiliar sight of the cabin. In some ways, without Grandpa around, the place felt not like the home it once did. I guess that was a given. The old man always made the, the place much more lively. Without him, it mostly was a lot more creepy and empty than anything else. The window above the table looked out into the woods just past the 30-foot clearing. It was a cloudy fall day. It was getting cold, too. Lucky for me, I did pack an extra jacket. One of those bright orange ones, so I didn't accidentally get blasted by another hunter. At that point, looking into the woods gave me a boost of excitement. To go and hunt a deer, 
just like old times. I knew the steer would be for the old man. I got dressed. The aforementioned bright orange coat, thick camo pants with black boots, some thin gloves, and my favorite winter cap. Rifle in hand, I was ready to go to the old hunting stand. Before leaving, I finished out the old wireless radio Grandpa gave me a lifetime ago. It was battery-operated and had a headphone jack. What can I say? I may like hunting, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to be known for patience. The first day was mostly uneventful. Spent most of the time watching out through the forests around me, scanning for a buck or anything to move. I was an especially quiet day for wildlife, I suppose. Half the time I kept an earbud in my right ear and just listened to what the radio could catch. A little bit of a football game, local religious channels, some classic rock, the regular stuff, you know. At one point, though, I did catch something especially interesting. Conversation from a truck radio. It was hard to catch, but I did decipher some of what they were talking about. Something about an albino doe one of them saw in the woods. I humored myself thinking maybe I'd see the same doe. The night was nearing close, so I decided to pack it in. No sign of anything, especially an albino doe. When I was walking back, though, I did get a pretty bad fright. A loud howl or screech or something cracked the silence in the woods. I stopped and pulled out my rifle, staying still and waiting for what felt like much longer than it most likely was. The sound never returned, most likely just an animal being killed by a bigger predator or maybe a mating call. Either way, I hauled it back to the cabin before I could get another scare from whatever it was. Struggled to sleep that night. I chalked it up to just being somewhere I wasn't used to being. There's something difficult about sleeping somewhere other than your own bed. Eventually, I did fall asleep and woke up early the next day. Searching the cabinets, I found a two-pound container of trail mix from a few years prior. It hadn't been opened yet, so it was probably still good. I snacked on it for a while, mostly just picking out the peanuts and M&Ms and leaving the rest for another time. After my pathetic excuse for breakfast, I made my way back out to the hunting stand for another chance of bagging a deer. Nearly the entire day was similar to the last, waiting around five or so until I finally got my chance. Around five or so, I finally got my chance. A small group of deer started strutting through the trees. My heart skipped, and my body warmed with adrenaline. There were about six of them, 
The one I had my eye on, though, was a big buck with some impressive antlers. I brought my rifle up and peered through the scope, lining the shots around the deer's chest, where the lungs and heart were. I took a deep breath, finger ready to squeeze the trigger. One motion and the bullet hit the deer, and it hit the ground. The others running off. The buck squirmed and kicked on the ground for a painfully long moment, trying to take in a breath it could not take in. It admittedly did unnerve me a little. My stomach churned and I decided to look away. He even made the pain screech like the noise I had heard the night before. It stopped soon and I regained my composure. If you're gonna be a hunter, you gotta be able to take those kinds of things. Climbed down the post and walked over to the deer. At last, it died a few seconds after it was shot. With that, I slowly but surely dragged it back to the cabin where I would leave it in the deer-sized freezer for the night. I'd sleep in the cabin that night bring it home the next day, and prepare it for the next few weeks of dinner. Like the night before, I couldn't sleep this time. This time, it wasn't just because of the non-familiar sleeping conditions, but because of the death noises I'd had the displeasure of hearing that day, and most likely the day before. I suppose, too, that it could have been the, fa the fact that the body was a mere 20 feet away from me. I decided that it was, it was a losing battle to sleep at that time. So I got up, grabbed the trail mix and a bottle of water and sat at the table. I opened the window as well for some fresh crisp air and just thoughtlessly snacked again, not thinking about much in particular. Hello? My stomach dropped at that point, and I was on alert. My first thought was that I was imagining things, and I just heard someone say hello outside in the woods. I was reluctant. I turned my head to the window. I couldn't see anything out of the ordinary lurking outside. I still stayed silent, waiting for anything else. Nothing for a while, then the sounds of uneven crunching leaves, something was moving. I'm lost. Please help me. It was another voice similar to the last. I felt queasy again, like there was a rock in my stomach that my body pleaded for me to throw up. I gripped my rifle in my right hand from where it was laying never taking my eyes away from the sound. What I saw next nearly made me cry out in some sort of primal fight or flight. From what I could see in the dark woods, something pale, human, but not quite human. It looked hairless. Either it had its arms behind its back, or it had no arms at all. Bile bubbled up when I saw closer and realized that what would have been arms were 
actually closer to fleshy stumps, similar to how a chicken wings folded in on itself. Only if flesh kept those wings from unfolding. Its torso looked malnourished. My quick look, I was pretty sure two or three of the ribs were poking through the skin. Laughter. Children's laughter bellowed out of whatever the goddamn thing was. As if a group of kids were having fun. At that point, I was frozen in place. All I could do was stare at the thing. It swayed a little closer to the cabin. It walked similar to a newborn deer. I couldn't tell if it had a face or not, but at that point I didn't want to know. This had to be a nightmare, I thought. That I would wake up from a cold sweat and everything would be fine. That wasn't true though. It came closer and closer to the cracked open window. Noises that sounded like an am animalation of multiple sounds as it was trying and failing to replicate another animal or even a person. I let my body drop to the floor and I hid under the table cradling the rifle. My mind screamed one thing, run now. I heard it creep to the window, scraped against the walls as, a, as if it was trying to somehow get the window open. It's silly. A very, very young child's voice croaked outside, like vomiting at this point. Whatever could not be natural. It was like a mocking bastardization of a person. How could something this disgusting even exist on this earth? Looks like a deer, but it's all white. I feel like we're being followed. Tag, you're it. And he told me she saw somebody in the woods. Can you please check outside? I felt like sobbing in pure terror at this point. I had never felt so scared or so vulnerable in my life. It stopped and hobbled away. I attempted to breathe but could only produce sobs and gasps. It was quiet again. A sudden slam at the back door nearly made me slam my head against the bottom of the table. It slammed harder and harder, making more inhumane gasps, moans, and screams. I had to get out of there. Then and there. The back door wobbled harder and harder, as if it was going to give against the body of whatever that thing was. I grabbed my coat and jammed my boots back on in a matter of seconds. The back door was about to break. With a primal scream, I lifted my rifle. One, two, three shots through the door. The door was in pieces now, and the thing was writhing. Was writhing in the grass, making even more unnatural screams. 
I bolted to the front door and made a run for my truck, keys in my hand. I didn't care to look back, but I was confident that I heard it attempting to make its way to me. And shaking, I struggled to push the key through the door. I soon did and jumped into the truck, starting it and getting out of there as fast as possible. I didn't care that I had left the deer in the freezer, or that I forgot my gloves and hat and radio. I could barely think. All I could do was sob uncontrollably as I sped out of the woods and back onto the main road. After some time, I finally took hold of myself and tried to think. What was that? Did I want to know what it was? Did my grandfather know about it? How long has it been out there? Has it ever hurt anyone? I frankly don't think I'll ever get the answers to any of what happened that night. I don't think I'll ever forget that night. And frankly, I don't think I'll ever visit the old cabin again. Not as long as that thing is still out there. Creatures that mimics animals and people is somewhere out there in the wilderness. And I hope to God that I never encounter it again. Hey guys, Children of the Night here, and I just wanted to say thank you for listening to today's story, whether it be on YouTube or on the podcast. The YouTube channel can be found at youtube.com slash children of the night or link in the description. And the podcast can be found basically anywhere you can find podcasts such as Spotify, Google, Anchor, like I said, pretty much everywhere. (laughs) If you are interested in supporting me more than you already are by watching either the podcast or on the YouTube channel, be sure to check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash children of the night or again you can just use the link in the description there you can get access to polls which dictate which horror story i'll narrate next you can get voice acting roles in the podcast or you can get early access to these narrations so you can hear them before anyone else even if you donate just a dollar it goes a long way and you know keeping the lights on and making the show in higher quality So thank you so much for anyone who decides to do that. And if you are interested in seeing some just some horror-related memes or just some minor updates, be sure to check out my Instagram page at childrenofthenight1. And be sure to tune in every single Friday for brand new episodes of the podcast. But until we see each other again... I want to say good night and sweet dreams to all my fellow children of the night. Mm-hmm.